What is up, beautiful people of the interwebs? We are back. PPMD oh. here, joined by the magical man himself, Toph, bringing you Radio Melee, the show where we take your questions, the questions of the good people, and we try to do our best to answer them. But first, Toph, how you doing today, man? I'm doing... <laughs> I think what happened is that so like last week I had a green screen, right? And what happens is with the green screen, what it uh -huh. does is it takes green objects and it throws them into the depths of Final Destination. So yeah. I returned to my room, but my plants yeah. are corrupted by the dark energy. Well, it's all that's only, bad, right? I mean, I will that's say bad. as a as a fox mate, it's beautiful you were able to get that off of you because that's that's the hard part, right? As oh, a fox No, I kinda liked it. No, I kinda liked it. Wait, wait, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. Plants you could color my Q. You could color my plants. Any you could do whatever you want with them. Theoretically, you could make them crazy plants. Yeah, if you want to make crazy plants, we're here for that. Q, thank you so much for joining us as well. Oh, oh. Oh. Plants <laughs> coming in hot. We are. We are going to have a good time on this episode. You can already see we're there having are. a little bit of fun. Guest list for the first time in a little while. Exclamation in the chat. Radio Melee. Join the Discord. Submit mm -hmm. topics here. We'll pull you in. Get the question going. You know how it goes. Um, so, yeah. yeah if, if For the audio listeners, basically, Tope's, Tope's plants are wigging out right now. And um, mm -hmm. we wish them the best. That's true. There are audio. Yeah, Shout-outs to all you guys on Spotify. Yeah. Uh... It's just the power of green screen magic. If you're curious what we're talking about, head on over to the YouTube. You'll, you'll find the video there. It's wonderful. It's, it's really, truly wonderful what science can do. People, mm. let me tell you what's on my mind. Mm. Let me tell you what's on my mind. Please. I was looking at Twitter, as I do. As I do, sometimes. Lord knows why. But I was looking Risky. at Twitter. At risk, right. And I saw somebody, I think it was Moki or somebody, but they were like, you know, it sucks how I feel like there's no... How did they word it? They were like, well, it sucks that there's no, it feels like there's no news for, um, like, nothing's really going on right now because, you know, everyone's kind of waiting for, with bated breath for the return of offline majors, which is, mm. which is, by the way, super fair in the sense that, you know, I saw, for example, Rien had a house tournament up in Washington mm. where Fat Goku and Aura showed up. So a bunch Dang. of PNW guys showed up to, yeah, had an offline tournament, not He's a major, dope. but, you know. It was dope. Yeah, Fat Goku's playing Fox or playing Peach. You know, they're playing their mains. But then I was thinking about it. I was planning my weeks and my weekends, and I realized, you know, this coming weekend is get on. I think it's get on my line is this weekend. Next weekend's pound online. There's a 10% chance I mix those up, but I think, I think that's the word. I back um, you up. Thank you. <laughs> the following <laughs> weekend is 4th of July, and therefore also the start of Rollback Rumble, the big one, uh, which is mm. going to be a week-long event with all kinds of uh, side tourneys, different region tourneys, EU bracket. Uh, uh, you know, I think we're doing Asia bracket. We're doing all kinds of right. brackets. Right. Um, wolf tournament, volleyball tournament, all this crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, leading into the following weekend is going to be the actual Roback Rumble, the big one singles bracket, which is going to be the last Summit qualifier. And then the week after that, a weekend after that is Summit 11. So there are That's actually going to be f five back-to-back -back weekends of what are essentially online majors. And I feel like nobody's realized that because I feel like it's we're having a little bit. This is like the last hurrah for the online era. It's kind of mm. like we're going into the summer of Smash uh. of like the last online summer of Smash, you know, before I would say most of the majors are probably more, you know, or at least or at least offline and online live interchangeably. I don't know what that, you know, landscape yeah. looks like. Mm -hmm. And and no one's talking about it. So I'm here to put it on the radar. 
all yeah, you and people you were there. telling me before we started, Toph, about this, mm. and I was like, oh, I had no idea. It's no one, no one really was talking about it. I wasn't aware, and so right. I think this is great information to bring to people. Someone's got to talk about it. Someone, mm -hmm. we're here to talk about it. So, yes, sir. There so you go. I mean, you know, I love, I, and I love kind of what you're saying that people are thinking about about land, and we're having this kind of build up back to it with with right. summit at the end of all of this, you know, fun stuff that we had beforehand. And if you guys are interested in um, rollback rumble, the big one, or or who's running that, or anything, any more information, right. I mean, you can go back to our uh, episode of Radio Melee we did with homemade waffles with Brandon, and um, he yes. talks about that in more detail and who all he has and how his vision for it and everything. So I mean, definitely go check that out or just give him a follow at Young Waff on Twitter. I mean, he's doing great work for mm -hmm. the scene, really real pillar of the scene. And yeah, and uh, also I think what we should do, honestly, for this episode, if we can, I'm just going to assume we can do this, it doesn't sound that hard, is um, I think what we're going to do is put all of the links to the Smash GGs for these respective tournaments mm. in the description, right? Let's, let's try to cool. do that, because then you're listening to this, oh, I didn't realize all these tournaments are coming up. This mm -hmm. is your chance to get some sets in with the best of the best on Rollback Netcode. Maybe even you call. Maybe you qualify for Summit. You out there, dear listener. That's right. Maybe you just have the run of your life and roll back Rumble the big one, and you get into Summit, the first offline major when we come back. I mean, I think it's fair to call it a major. Major in terms of difficulty, at least. Yeah, yeah. Not in terms of people count, but I think winning yeah. Summit's pretty hard, so. Yes, it uh, is. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like that go. about, you know, that's kind of something that we still get to celebrate about ourselves right that we have so many open brackets still and yeah some it's a little right. bit different but i think uh you know a lot of the requirements aren't so stringent that like no one can get in so i think that's i think that's pretty cool and you know as 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 you know we have so many open things like like a lot of the rollback rumbles like you're talking about or you know we just get back to land i mean you know anyone can come in so if you're if you've been grinding your uncle punch if you've been watching your ssbm tutorials if you've You've been learning more about the squab zone from Toph's YouTube. You've been getting your game up awesome. and roll through, roll through the tournaments, uh, yep. you know, time to test yourself. And I think, you know, a lot of us feel LAN is a lot of the gold standard for play. Now, whether you're, whatever your views on that are, I think a lot of people are excited for it, even if just for the social aspect. So, you know, roll through, I think it'll be a good time and we get to really, we get to really see what Melee is about there. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. And it's crazy to think that, uh, Man, it's just been, it's been so long. It feels like a distant memory, but mm -hmm. uh, man, yeah, Summit's going to be big, dude. Summit's going to be big. Who's it? Who's in? Uh, is not in yet? When does campaigning start? Soon, right? It has to be soon because it's like a month away. I don't, it, it's got to be like this week, next week or something. Because I mean, they have to get a lot of people in, right? <laughs> right. They didn't, they didn't invite that Six many people. people. So Magi... I guess we're going to. Hmm. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh... Uh, sorry, I, I, you must be right. I saw Magi tweeted um, <laughs> a picture of a bunch of cosplay outfits uh, uh, on like her bed, and then that meme of Bugs Bunny with the gun or whatever, where it's like, like, <laughs> like Lord help me, I'm about to turn back to the old me. <laughs> and I was like, all right, <laughs> I guess you know oh, what I'm talking about. Though? So I was oh, kind of like, snap. all right, I guess Lance. I mean, or Land. Sorry, I guess campaign se campaigning season's coming back. Here we go. Uh, oh, I got you know what? I got it pulled up. I actually got it pulled up. Opt-ins begin this Friday on Smash EG. Okay, oh. so opting in is going to be June 18th. I think we usually post these episodes on YouTube on probably Wednesday or Thursday. I don't yeah. know what date is for you guys. We do them live, by the way. If you're if you're one of the Spotify listeners, the YouTube listeners, 
You could come by twitch.tv slash ppmd or twitch.tv slash tofbbq. Yes. On a Tuesday between 3 to roughly 4.30, I would say. And uh, uh, Pacific time. Uh, sorry. Pacific time. Yes. Fast forward <laughs> that by three hours if you're East Coast. Mm -hmm. um, do a bunch of weird math if you're from somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. Right. So for all of you out there, again, on the YouTube, uh, probably two days from now, roughly, will be opt-ins are going to start. So you're mm -hmm. going to start seeing people uh, starting their campaigns, doing all kinds of weird stuff, eating onions, maybe grill them up, though, this time. Maybe, you know, put a, put a splash of butter in a pan, oh, you know, boy. grill them up 40 minutes, caramelize them, put them on a nice little sandwich, and maybe it'll just be a taster, healthier experience for you, sure. your onion-eating experience. Um, well, there's, there it is. There it oh. is. There's the meme. And now for again, the audio listeners, we oh. do have the Bugs Bunny gun meme on screen at the top. Uh, Lord, forgive me, but and then at the bottom, I'm about to go back to the old me. Thank you so much, mm -hmm. Q, for pulling that up. We that really that really adds. I think now yep. everyone knows that it's getting serious. Exactly. So I think next I think exactly. next week we're probably going to be talking about Summit. We're going to be talking about campaigning. We're going to be talking about how, boy, it's been a little bit since we see all this craziness. And uh, <laughs> I Man, think even yeah. even when you even when you say that, I think when, once you're in the middle of it, it, it hits different. And it, it's a it's a wild time. <laughs> I think we were, kind of, we were almost getting burnt out of it. Right. We were almost getting burnt out because it was like two yeah. times a year. But now. Right. Like uh, it's been a while. So maybe maybe everyone's going <laughs> to get crazy campaigning yeah. more. So I don't know, man, we, we might be in for something. That's a good point. I feel like a lot of people kind of shied away from doing the crazy bullshit because they're like, dude, you can't do it every time. You know, you lose your yeah. mind after a while. But yeah. um, we might see some we might see some new tech this time. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited. And, and also, you know, and I, I also think there are kind of these crowd favorites that uh that can kind of get away with not really doing too much. You know, I feel like Johnny's <laughs> yeah, not voted in my lot, first, that was my first thought, <laughs> but Johnny's also so good now that he might qualify with R the big one, right? Like he's yeah. definitely one of the forefront mm. people that I would expect to win that. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of like, I expect to see, I'm hoping to see, at least I'm hoping to see HBox campaign. I'm hoping to see none campaign. I think with, uh, you know, with their streams and their fan bases, I think they oh, can yeah. do, do some work, you know? So yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I hope Wizzy gets it. I do hope Wizzy gets in some Man, stuff. I've seen people talking about how if Wizzy doesn't get in, it'll be it'll be rough. And I, you know, because I mean, he did. He he was re he's really starting to shine uh, so much as a player. Right. He's really oh, yeah. like, you know, the, the mango win. He got really close again right afterward. Mm -hmm. the yeah, win. almost back. To back. I mean, yeah, I yep. mean, super incredible stuff uh, for Falcon, especially. But I mean, certainly for his own self, too, had such a rough record against Mango specifically. So uh -huh. I think everyone really I, I think a lot of people want to see more of him. And I mean, I, I, I don't think the campaign process necessarily favors him, but I think just he's just done so well. It's going to be it's you know, maybe that's just going to be like everyone's like, come on, let's just come right. on, guys. <laughs> I mean, there's all those voices that are like, come on, let, he deserves to be in like, I mean, if all of those people just use their votes on Wizzy. I would say that's a huge chunk of people. So I, you know, I, I think, I think he's got a, a a real shot. I mean, yeah. Again, he's also got a very real shot to win Rollback Rumble, the big one. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's that... still only one slot. So, mm -hmm. you know, is what it is. Uh, man. Yeah. Summit. Summit's gonna be grand. It's gonna be grand. And these these upcoming majors are gonna be grand. I'm commentating a lot of them. Oh, one last little thing that you guys should have on your radar. Um, I just remember because I actually have back to back commentary this weekend oh, on boy. Sunday. 
is also on Plup stream. Plup is doing an offline invitational. Ah, that's right. Invitational is the wrong word. I guess it's like a series of exhibition, kind of like an octagon in a way, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. it's going to be Plup, uh, Mewtwo King is going to be taking part, which is really cool. Uh, Wizzy, yeah. Hbox, and then I believe Gatsu and two others. Let me pull up uh, Plup's tweet because you guys are going to want to know. You guys are going to want this on your. What the hell is, what is Plup's Twitter? I looked up twitter.com slash Plup and it's is it, is it like named Billy. EG? Panda Plup. There it is. Panda Plup. Panda Plup. Um, right. Lad versus Odie is going to be the 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 starting match, and then mm -hmm. and then Gatsu versus Plup, Mutikin versus Plup, and Wizard versus Plup. Okay, I misquoted. I don't think Hbox is. is announced, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So the Plup Showdown. It's called the Plup Showdown, which is hype. Which is hype. Yeah, really, I really mean, cool to see a bunch of Plup. I mean, I think it's going to be especially interesting to see what M2K is like there because he just doesn't like he's still solid. I've seen him play on a couple other people's streams. So he still yeah. he does what he does still works. And so, you know, just kind of seeing some of that and and, you know, just seeing the different way he handles things still effectively and everything like that. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, yeah, what Club's doing is cool. And I, I remember it kind of reminds me. Um, I, I don't remember who was talking about it. But there was there was someone that noticed it might have been at the last summit or something like that, maybe SCL. But I think they were talking about how a lot of the other um, gods and, P and 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 such like that have hosted their own tournaments, and I haven't. And everyone was like, "Oh, well, you PP's got to host one." I've never thought about that before. I've <laughs> so I thought that was I thought that was kind of a funny thing. And now I hear Plup's hosting something, and I'm like, "Okay, well, yeah, there's some of that too." And I'm you know I'm not saying whether I should or shouldn't. I'm just thought that was kind of a funny thing, and I, I think it's cool that Plup's doing it. You know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and yeah, uh, by the way, if you ever, <laughs> I think that would be super exciting. Oh, thank you. The names write themselves, you know, it's like, yeah, well, yeah, we act up or something. You know? Sure. We have to, we have to think, we have to think major. <laughs> the stacked catfish, of course. Um, yeah. Sorry. Any, anything that doesn't involve my actual tag so we can perhaps uh, get a sponsor for it. For you something. could go medical. You could, you could use the doctor angle though. You know, it could be yeah. like, uh, yeah. I want to think of something. I don't know, man. I don't know, I, man. I, I run sub tourneys and they're called the monthly checkup because we do them once a month. But oh. uh, we have that. Oh. There's always a way That's we could nice. try and try and angle that into something bigger. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's about uh, we're about ready to get our first caller on mm. uh, the line. If you are not in the discord, make sure to use exclamation mark radio melee to join. That's right. Uh, you can get in the discord, ask your questions. Um, and uh yeah there's already don't you want to be on the show get on the show come on it's fun don't you it is this, fun oh we, so this we is the people's show man god damn uh these are some cool I haven't, I haven't even looked at them yet all right joining us is hey it's moose hello what moose. Up, moose? Where are you calling in from? how's it going guys uh i'm calling in from durham north carolina wow not too far me. away not too far away from me yeah, PP probably knows me as one of his Discord monsters. Yep, that's correct. <laughs> and uh, what question do you have for us today, Discord monster Moose from Durham? Yeah, so I was wondering, um, so players that have really risen to prominence in the Slippy era, for example, Ben, is probably the shining example of that. Mm -hmm. How do you think those kind of players will transition into offline tournaments with mm -hmm. uh, challenges such as sleep, hotels, and crowds especially? That's a um, will their online results hold and how can we also try to make sure these really good players that have risen 
to offline majors, you know, like Genesis is a big house. How can we make sure they can get transportation and stuff? Um, the second question is a lot harder. That's a question that plagues so many players, right? Like that, that is the real challenge of land. How do we get people where they need to be? And that's kind of why I like that events can happen so many places all over the country or in other countries or things like that, just so we can give people that have the skill and have the drive, but don't always have the means or something to give them a chance to shine and, and do what they do, what they can do. And, but I mean, you know, there are various solutions to that. If TO set aside money or there's a good player fund, like a modern version of that, there used to be one back in the day where people got flown out the things. Um, if the players, start some type of goal or do some type of like, I guess they could do a summit style campaign if they really wanted to, if there was something like a Genesis they really wanted to go to and they're on the other side of the country. There's things like that they could do. I mean, um, you know, I, I think some other players, some other um, higher level players, they also work, so they'll be able to get there on their own. It'll just be, you know, harder. But yeah, I mean, that's, I guess that's my first, that's the first part of that for me. Um, but I think, you know, Ben's also... Someone, I think we first started talking about Ben a few, like several shows ago, and we were like, oh, yeah, he's been playing for six years. And so he's played plenty of offline, and he's grown plenty offline by this point, right? So I kind of think Ben, I think Ben and a lot of other players that have risen up have probably played still way more offline than online. Now, I don't know, maybe, maybe there is something about online that was more comfortable to some of these players. I don't know. I haven't really talked to any of them about that. I, I don't have the information to answer that part of it. But they they have the skill and i think you know that is a big barrier for just so many people right they have the thing up front and so if they have to work on some tournament type skills or how to adjust to sleeping in a different environment or different food or whatever i think you know as competitors they'll be much more likely to shift their focus there and identify what's going on because they're like oh well i know how to do this thing and i know that it's fine but when i go here for some reason it's not working and i feel off and you know they can start identifying these sorts of things and it, it, because right like you you no longer have to think okay what well, if something happened with a new slippy update or my setup or something but like windows update or whatever right so like you know that it's not that so you can start looking in those other areas and so i think you know just people that have all this experience too do so much trial and error they'll be they're able to figure it out uh what do you think tof yeah i mean i think you could you know certainly like there are things that are harder about online tournaments there are things that are easier like yeah mm. i mean time zones and sleep and um yeah having to travel yeah. having like find, finding a good way to get warm jet lag right right and i mean you know securing warm-up very, very, very easy, obviously. Uh, online yeah. tournament. And also, if, the AC, if it's a big event, the AC might be on. You know, you don't get to yeah, control yeah, yeah. so much. Yeah, there have been some tournaments where, you know, people complain about the, the temperature stuff, which, is, mm -hmm. which can be very real. I mean, don't oh, get me yeah. wrong. That stuff can be real. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I think the players that have not really, th that have come up very recently, I mean, I think they'll be fine for the most part, right? It's like I... Um, I mean, someone like Ben, he would have to play so he would have to play so far below his level to like lose to, you know, people he shouldn't be losing to or whatever. Like his baseline is, is so obviously high that mm -hmm. I, I'm just like, not that worried about him. You know, I think it's going to be fine. Um, I think if anything, you know, offline is about the friends we made along the way. And I think what it's going to be fun is these players like Aklo who, People don't know what they're about or whatever. Oh, all no. He's taunting and all this nonsense. Oh, no. And he's going to come out to these majors and people are going to realize this guy's a sweetheart. So, um, I'm, I'm, I, I think the biggest 
changes for these players are going to be less about their gameplay per se and, and almost more about, you know, I, I'm just excited to, I'm just excited to meet some of these guys, I guess what I'm trying to say. I'm excited yeah. to uh, to see them kind of come to stuff and uh, yeah, these players that like Ben and Aklo, for example, who I've only really, soon say even, I've only really mm. seen them on via webcams and it'll be mm. cool to actually uh, get to meet some of these players. It's going to feel like, I feel like going to my first offline majors and for these players too, uh, it's going to feel a lot like the tournaments of yore, where yeah. you would meet new players every time you went to a tournament. I think that's really yeah. cool. I know that's that's only tangentially related to your question, but um, TLDR, I think the struggles and all that, I think people will be, mostly be fine. Uh, tangent to your tangent, if Aklo plays on stream early and he taunts in camps, does he get booed? <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe. People don't boo as much these days, man. I That's feel like true. There, there really isn't. There, yeah, there really isn't so much booing. But I don't know. I mean, the response was so strong. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I mean, we also had a strong response to Dreamland clapping, which we don't anymore. So maybe we just, <laughs> maybe we just toned it down. But maybe uh, right, like we're all used. Maybe. We're not used to being in a crowd, and we're just so excited to be oh, there. And we just are like, getting oh, nuts for everything. Oh, we just yep. freak out over everything now for a little bit. Maybe there's some of that. Who knows? Everyone from New York seems to say that Aklo is like a really, really cool guy um, at locals yeah. and stuff. So maybe he just wins everyone over really quickly, you know? Yeah. Maybe people well, cheer for the taunting. Maybe people cheer for it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> people did with Crush when Crush taunted uh, Diskid Boogie and those Ices guys. Yeah, so. I, th I think, yeah, well, I think there are a few different factors going there. But sure, yeah, you never know, right? Like um, when Armada hits the stitch and taunts, everyone's like, oh, he did it again. So I don't know. We'll see. I, yeah. you, well, it could be different on land. So again, see me. See me. Am I up on the D pad on land? We'll find out. Mm -hmm. We'll find out. Good question, Moose. <laughs> Any shout outs? Yeah. Is there okay if I have a quick follow up? Sure. You, yeah, absolutely. We um, we love takes. We love takes. So that was talking more about the players that might be negatively impacted. Do you think mm -hmm. people that have struggled in the offline, you know, for example, HBox being the biggest, is oh, he sure, less? Yeah negatively affected by those things or is he positively affected i think he'll do better i think he'll do better i i don't know if he's going to become you know no, just immediately whatever like completely back to four but um i think for someone like him um i think pbr mentioned how when you're playing offline like like things that could contribute to it feeling a little bit jank. Like, okay, dude, I don't know if, like, maybe Hbox and X, literally, I would not be surprised if something is wrong in their, like, graphic card settings and has been wrong and they've been playing with, like, an extra little bit of lag or something that they haven't really ever diagnosed or something and they just go back to LAN and they just, it just kind of intuitively feels better and it just ramps up their mentality and stuff like that. I think knowing that you don't have that John anymore is enough for some people. Like, knowing that you can't John about it being online or whatever, and knowing that, like Mango was saying this when he went to Zane's for um, Octagon, Mango was saying, like, you know, when I mess something up, and Mango is not, he's not even really a complainer, like an online complainer. Like Mango never really complained much about it. He always said Slippy always felt really good. But he even said, like, you know, when I mess something up on CRT Melee, I'm really like, that's on me. That's on me. There's nothing yeah. I can, there's no fallback, right? Right. And I think that that's going to go, uh, that could go a long way for some of these players. 
Yeah, I think so too. I think the excitement they'll have to get back to that is going to be way bigger than any other challenge. Because especially people like Hungrybox and Axe have done so many tournaments and they've done well in so right. many tournaments. So I think their their memories of those events are going to be much more positive. And I think that's I think that's going to be yeah. much more exciting to them than anything else. And also someone like Axe is just going to get cheered for, I would say. Um, yep. So, I mean, everyone wants to see Pikachu Man do the back throw into Tail mm -hmm. by the Edge. So, I think, I, I, I mean, and HBox has gained a much, much larger following. Interested to see what the crowd will be like during that as well. So, I, I think, I, I don't think these players are necessarily going to have, a, and they're both, you know, sponsored, so they're not going to have real difficulties with, with some other issues like other players could have. So, I think they should be all right. Yeah, I agree with that. Awesome. Thanks so much, <laughs> I guys. agree with that. You're welcome. Absolutely, Moose. Got any shout-outs for us? Yeah, mm -hmm. um, actually, PP's Discord. They've Heck been yeah. absolutely hey. awesome throughout quarantine, being a great community for me to really sink in, um, sink into. Also, I want to shout-out uh, Willie P for organizing the first uh, North mm. Carolina local mm -hmm. since COVID. Yeah, I, I, forgot to, I forgot to mention that to you. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. Um, right before we started, so if there is a North Carolina local coming back, I don't remember exactly when. Do you know when, Moose? When yeah, it is that? the 26th, the day I leave the state. Okay, nice. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, but, and yeah, just shouting out the entire North Carolina Melee community for being really chill. Heck yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you for calling in, and I'll uh, see you around. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Later. Yeah, I can't wait. I personally can't wait. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. In the meantime, we got our next caller. And mm -hmm. sixty-four degrees. And sixty-four degrees. Where are you calling in from today? Cold. Howdy. Uh, I'm calling in from Massachusetts. Ah, that explains ah. your name. <laughs> uh, what's uh, your question for us today? And sixty-four degrees. Oh, my question is about Slippy. And when it comes to Slippy, a lot of people talk about rollback and how incredible it is and it absolutely is incredible it shouldn't be understated how amazing of an innovation it is for melee but i feel a lot of people don't talk about the replay file system and specifically how it works on console as well and i think that one of the most incredible applications of slippy is to be used as an archive system because i was thinking mm -hmm. recently that I think it's it's homemade waffles who has a bunch of old vods from like super old school tournaments, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, without all of these vods, so much of this history of melee is just lost forever. Because the right. only way until recently to keep, you know, tabs on all these historic melee sets is recording them physically with a capture card and then uploading yeah. it to YouTube or something. But Slippy now gives us the ability to save replay files which makes it way easier. And you could even record and basically archive an entire super major if you really wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so my question basically boils down to, or just what are your thoughts on slippy replays and just what they really mean for the future of Melee? What are you trying to say? Gimmer's uh, out of a job? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I think, thinking uh, of that. My, well, I think there are tournaments that... that have already been doing this. Uh, and this is a good point because bef I think people now associate, when you hear the word Slippy or the, the name Slippy, you associate it with the rollback client. But Slippy's been around for a long time. It's what Slippy used to be primarily was the thing you just described, the, the replays, 
arc, the replay archival. And there are, there were tournaments, I think 2018, like Shine might have been one of the first majors to do this. Mm. But there were tournaments where they, they started putting, um, they basically would use uh, Slippy Archival on, on like every single console at the venue. And yeah, the theory is you get to a point where, okay, so, I mean, there will never be, my take is there will never be a replacement for the Gimmers and the BTS right. smashes, right? The right. Spencers, mm. what have you. Because mm. that you're going to get the commentary, you're going to get the, the clean overlays, you're going to get the, you know, mm. analysis and the banter between sets. With the slippy stuff, you're only you're only going to get the gameplay, right? You know, and, and obviously, you know, you can do some things to make that experience more seamless, like putting metadata on it so you can show who's actually playing. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to get the commentary. It's not going to feel, you're not going to have the stream chat associated with the mainstream. It's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be more for the people that really want to digest that gameplay. Uh, but you're right. And I think this is actually something that Major started doing before. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, this is actually something that Major started doing before Pound Pound apparently did this, Pound 2019. Um, and you could literally get the gameplay from any tournament set that happened at the tournament, which is really wonderful for players. Yeah. You integrate this with something like VODs.co. Mm -hmm. uh, I love VODs.co for finding obscure matches or things like that. Mm -hmm. VODs.co was how we used VODs.co to, to 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 on the production side of Golden Guardians to put together some of the comp uh, the uh, what do I call them? The 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 clips that we did to hype up the players and stuff like um like some of my voice clips they went back you can oh. literally filter by who commented oh, the set. Right. so they went back and they they filtered by sets Toph commentated from this yeah. year you know with That's and cool. and and yeah so we found commentary of me commentating with Vish from 2011 or 2012 where there was a really funny moment or something and then they used it for a trailer right yeah so the the yeah the the combination of Flippy, uh, in theory, with VODs.co and stuff like that. Uh, it basically does, yeah, it makes it so that there is just no end to, uh, especially for, like, if you're a player that's trying to improve and you're trying to, like, watch matches of your favorite players or something like that, like, mm -hmm. uh, I, I can just imagine that just the accessibility for finding as much footage as you can possibly get your hands on, like, it just gets so much better. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, you're right. It does kind of cut up the middleman. At the same time, uh, you know, with like, it's just not reasonable to expect commentary on every single master right. tournament, obviously. So there, there will right. never be a replacement for the mainstream. Yeah, I mean, I think Toph answered that super well. I think the, I really don't have Thanks, much at all to add. Yeah, I mean, you did it, nailed it, man. Good stuff. Oh. And yeah, I mean, I, the only thing I really have to add, and this is just personal, so it's not even mm. really necessarily a big ad, but like you said, Toph, I when I came up. There was not any commentary, or if there was, it was like wife at MLG or something, and that was like right. where I started. And so most of when I started doing analysis was just gameplay, no webcam, no chat, no nothing. And I really found I was really able to get into a groove really well with that. And I've noticed I've struggled with that a little bit more since we've added more things. Um, they can often distract my focus a little bit more. And so I've personally, you know, always kind of had a hunger to have at least an option to watch without the other without the other things that I think are really good for the spectator experience. Don't get me wrong, like you were saying, but um, something for me that just really enjoys the analysis and just the, I guess maybe the simplicity of it or however I could, maybe it's just, I just learned it that way and I just like it that way. I mean, however I want to say it, but yeah, I, I, I like that there's an option like that for me and I'd, I'd love to be able to maybe even toggle it or, or something like that if some play, because I know some people talk about that too. Obviously not as many, more people like commentary. I'm not trying to, this is not like me trying to to rip on commentators or anything. I commentated Octagon, had a great time doing it, you know? So 
Um, Tope's a great commentator. So, you know, it's not really about that. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, It's just more about, it's just more about what I personally, what I personally like for myself. And so I like that there's, there's an option like that. And I think that's kind of cool that Melee just kind of finds a way to, and especially Slippy, right? Which has done so very much at this point. It's just a massive project that's done so much. It's updated. The first I remember hearing of it, it updated graphics for CRT, and that was really cool. And then it, it, it did the replays like Toph was talking about and, and everything else. So I, I love all the things it can do, and I, I love that it gives something like that for me personally. But like I said, I think Toph answered it really well, and I don't have much else to add. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Uh, I definitely agree that it will never be a true replacement for VODs because streaming the event itself and uploading all the VODs with the commentary, that's a huge uh, part of spectating Melee. Yeah. But I think that uh, that website that you mentioned, using it alongside that mm-hmm. to basically provide a huge back catalog of all the sets that can't make it on stream, because there's a lot of top 64 sets where you never yeah. get to see them because they're not mm-hmm. streamed unless there's someone on their phone there streaming it. Yeah, which and I even still then, love. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it definitely has that classic yeah. feel to it and really gets you into it. But mm-hmm. I just feel that combining VODs and Slippy Files would be a great way to really, yeah. just really get the full experience. Because something I was thinking about while you two were discussing was like, how cool would it be to watch Mango or Zane's entire run throughout the whole tournament just set oh, back yeah. to back to back? Because you never really get to see, well, sometimes you see it on stream, but for the most part, you don't get to see their, you know, winner's round three set. Mm-hmm. And it would, I, it would just be so cool to see that and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, the system already has a filter by player at the event, so... It's just mm-hmm. really a matter of just having the files and getting them there, which I think, you know, we're pretty much at that point now. So you can you can watch Mang- Mango do the darn thing, go on the run from wherever he starts or wherever he goes. And I think, you know, a lot of people would really enjoy that sort of thing. So, yeah, we're pretty we're, we're pretty much there. And I think I, I guess there, I, it would be kind of neat. I'm kind of thinking about it. Is there a way we can kind of add some type of pizzazz to that? Can we can we have like like someone go back and commentate part of it afterward or something like, I don't know, like, or there's just effects you can add. I don't know. I don't really know like what that would be like. I'm not, it's not necessarily something I think about a lot, but like, yeah, I mean, if, if we wanted to kind of improve going back and watching that and keeping more people watching melee, maybe that's something we could think of investing in. I don't really know, but it's kind of a neat idea. Definitely. Yeah. It's, uh, cool. Cool. That someone asked just because, um, Yeah. People don't realize this, yeah, for sure. Kind of almost gets taken for granted. Now. I absolutely love the preserving history, especially of melee. One of the things that really inspired this question was: Do you know the old school uh, whack guides, walk guides? I forget. Yeah, how yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, they're really yeah. good. And that's how to play. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> so cool to me that all these years later, they're still up and yes. they're not outdated or anything. They're still there. Yeah, I love right. that kind of stuff, and I feel it'd be so great to be able to. You know, assuming Melee is still kicking 20 years from now, we'll look back on a 2022 set or whatever and be able to Mm -hmm. see it in its full glory. I think that would be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a lot of things archived. So, I mean, there's already a lot of that there, but the more we can get, and I guess it's kind of one of those other things, right? Like there's a lot of good educational content out there now, but because there's so much, it can be hard to find. 
So that's why stuff like that aggregates all this stuff and puts it into one place is also really valuable. So that I guess we kind of run into a different problem later where we just have so much we like drown in videos and like, what do we do with all this? And should something ever happen to VODs.co? Hopefully not. But should something ever happen? Do we have a backup? Do we you know, what do we what do we do? Do we have like other YouTube channels where we put stuff, you know, just like stuff like that is something worth thinking about as we as we continue to have just, you know, month after month of so much more content as a community. Right. Can't say no to that. Can't say no to more content as a community. <laughs> we just got to make sure that we we keep our community or our content um, available and findable and easily searchable, ideally, and backed up. I guess. Yeah, and I think uh, I think the technology is there, honestly. Yeah. So, just a matter of doing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good question. Uh, and 64 degrees. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Any shout outs? Uh, I want to shout out my school's melee scene. So Heck I yeah. go to, I go to university of Massachusetts, Dartmouth. I'm actually president of mm. our school's smash Ooh. bros club. Let's go. We oh, nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have both, uh, ultimate and melee starting mm. in the fall. So if anyone happens to be near the Dartmouth area in Massachusetts, feel free to come by. Nice. Our melee setups have all the latest modern needs that you need. They have UCF. They have oh, all yeah. the. They have all the good mods, and we're still debating whether we're going to run Frozen Stadium or not. So good luck with that <laughs> one. I think we all are. Um, yeah. that's really cool. I'm a big fan of uh, promoting collegiate melee because you know mm-hmm. that's that's how I got my start too. So okay. Oh no, pretty, that my my first ever melee in person experience was my local college scene, and I loved it ever since. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then uh, one last shout out is to a few people from our uh, local college scene. I want to shout out my roommate, Wayne, who's probably the nerdiest Melee guy I know ever. He's so obsessed with the game, but he's the man. Uh, I want to shout out Nage, who's a really dope Marth main. And I want to shout out my other roommate, Brandon, who's a crazy Fox main. So shout out to those guys. Shout outs to them. Hell yeah. Thank you for calling in. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. Good old Slippy, man. Yeah, Slippy does more than uh, mm-hmm. like a slogan for some product I want to use here, but it does best does things what since Nintendo. sliced bread. Best yeah. things since sliced bread. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Okay, you were going somewhere else. That's fine. I we we got slogans. Nintendo's taken though. That's like an actual thing. It's like yeah, you know, it one is. of those Wii launchers. So I guess it mm-hmm. gets confusing if I use that phrase. Well, uh, yeah. and I think we're about ready to get our next caller on. We have K17. What's up, K17? Where are you calling in from? Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Hi, uh, uh, my, I'm calling in from SoCal. My name on Twitch is a uh, Kmarth. Uh, ah, Kmarth. My my question is, with the rise of things like 20XX and Uncle Punch, um, what and how do top players utilize these tools, and how can newer players such as myself incorporate these types of things into their training uh so how do top players use uncle punch and 20xx and stuff yeah stuff like yeah. that and then how do new Maybe. players make use of it yeah okay i so i actually made a youtube video on how to use uncle punch, like the new uncle punch uncle punch 3.0 i guess, I guess mm-hmm. it's not that new anymore but yeah um I don't know how many top players use the full suite of features. I actually think there's some stuff that a lot of players, 
I think in Smash, it's just... I would say that it, what I experienced when I went to traditional fighting games is people in traditional fighting games are a lot more willing to use um, these sorts of training mode features, like, for example, and doing something. So this is something I started doing recently, is I'll, for example, I'll have a Marth do, like, a, for example, forward or down tilt, and mm-hmm. I'll run in and try to get a crouch cancel punish or something like that. Yeah. And I can just kind of rinse and repeat it. Really good for drilling muscle memory. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of I would say probably not a lot of top players are doing this though. That's to true. be perfectly honest with you. That's true. I know KJH did. He was a huge proponent. I know, for example, Billy Bo Peep uh, uh, has made a lot of really cool um, little training. Like you know, Billy Bo Peep did one where he would record a Falco uh, getting sent off stage and recovering in all these different ways. Side B, side mm. B, shorten, side yeah. B, edge cancel, up B. And, and it was random. It would randomly shuffle between them so you could practice right. rinse repeating over and over uh, drilling, practicing your edge guard flow chart on a Falco. Mm. I, I don't think that many top players are really are really uh, using it though, to be That's perfectly great. honest. I, I don't know. PP, what do you think? I think I think about the extent of it for most people um, probably is people might be using uh, like there's a combo training one where you can just go in and you can set it to, you know, you can practice your tech chases really easily, which is really nice. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Have you been um, using any of these features? So I, <laughs> so I used it for the first time ever in my life on Saturday. And there was, uh, there were some things that I, that most everything was there that I've heard about. Um, I thought there was going to be a little bit different stuff for SDI, but everything else that I expect, cause I don't know how everyone's SDIing so well, if there's not like a specific uh, thing in there for that, but there's not as far as I could tell. But yes, otherwise everything that I kind of expected was there. There was a mash one, which I haven't really seen anyone talk about. So there's a lot of different things in there that I just didn't know about. And I thought it was really interesting. I'm going to keep messing around with it um, every so often because I'm kind of hooked and I'm kind of trying to figure out why certain things work in there and certain things don't. So I'm I'm interested in it. I've always been someone that I've I've I was starting to get more and more into labbing as uh, mm-hmm. as as uh, 2014 progressed a lot, and I really saw myself wanting to do that more. I don't think I ever got to like, you know, the variety of ways that Leffen did it or anything, but I think I was getting better at it, and I was starting to get mm. really interested in it. So I and there and I have some different things that I kind of want to play around with and look at. So I I find I think I'm going to enjoy the save state feature. I remember when uh, 20XX first came out with that, I already was getting ideas and wanting to mess with it. So yeah. I think it's neat. I don't know exactly what other top players are all doing with it. I don't think Mango does much with it. I don't know what Zane does with it. There's a lot of things I don't know about what they Zane do. Zane might do... Yeah, I don't know what top players are doing, to be honest with you. Yeah, so that's I a hard know. question. I can't... Zane might be doing some stuff with it. Um, I, I definitely would believe that. Um, yeah. Now, on the note of what new players can do, mm-hmm. I would say, I, I mean, I would like to see an uptick of people using these features. I would say that the easiest thing to do, and something you should definitely do, is if you're trying to get your tech skill down, I think loading up combo training, and I, I do this pretty often, I'll set it to, for example, um, I'll do like, I want to practice tech chasing, so I'll boot up, like, I'll load in with Fox, and I will set it to, like, no DI, no SDI, and then random tech direction, and I'll just up smash the, I'll, oh, I'll laser oh. them once, make a save state so they're at 2%, 3%, and then I'll up smash them and, tech, and go for a tech chase off it. Mm. Um, really, really useful, really useful. Um, and, and you can really make sure that you're getting your, your tech chases clean. Uh, so that's really easy. The ledge dash training is really, really nice because yes. it literally will show you 
hey, if you're losing frames in your ledge dash, is it because you're holding onto the ledge for too long? Is it because you uh, had too long of a gap between inputting your fall and your jump or your jump yeah. and your wave dash input? Uh, really, really easy to understand kind of UI, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and then the I mean the ledge checking, ledge checking one's pretty straightforward. Oh Although yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. I did notice as Marth that seemed to not work the best because you'd always hit his leg with your up B. It happened to me. Oh a lot yeah, yeah, it. yeah. That makes sense. I actually, yeah, but I think it's really the, the. I mean, the possibilities are pretty out there because, like, uh, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to come up with like a new edge guard flow chart for like Marth, I can imagine throwing a Marth off stage at like yeah percent and then have him do like an early-ish side b or have him stall with like yeah. side b and then up b or side b side b up b or side b and then double jump you know whatever like you could have him do and then and then kind of practice various things so i mean there are a lot of ways that like you can really push the limits these days and um for someone like pp like pp you know you used to have a lot of information on like for example the shadow boxing stuff i would say that these days like you could probably just take those ideas and i mean you, you could probably just literally like back in the day you had to kind of you had to be good enough that you had to be able to mentally simulate a situation and kind of practice it against what you kind of envision would happen in a real match yes but these days you could literally i mean i, I do this sometimes i when i was trying to really drill the muscle memory for run up crouch tech or sorry run up crouch cancel um dash grab for example um yeah, I just had a Marth doing forward or down tilt, down tilt, forward, yeah, down, yeah. Tilt, forward, down tilt, dash back, forward or dash back, and it's uh, it's really good because yes, you yeah, I mean it's it's right there, it's right there, and and you don't have to, you don't have to wonder about oh, well, what if my opponent's not doing it properly or something because mm -hmm. you can record it and get it as nice as you want it to be, and then mm -hmm. and then work on whatever you want to work on. So um, it's definitely good. You could have Falco shooting a bunch of lasers, you know. Right. What so, do I do about lasers, you know? I mean, the reason I still like the shadow boxing that I do is because there are so many different possible timings, so many frames that even if you mm -hmm. made, I don't know, let's say you made 60, I don't know what the limit is, but let's say you made 60 save states and they all did like a similar sort of thing, but at a slightly different timing. I think that there are still so many permutations from each of those starting mm. points that it still is just so valuable to imagine that don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. I think, I think being able to see it is really good. And I also think that, um, for those of us that are, that are, are not fully aware of what we're talking about, there is a training mode by uncle punch. You have to go to his Patreon to get that. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of things you can do. What we're mostly talking about right now are the save state features in it, in the free practice mode, I believe. And, yep. um, and so in there, um, I think one of the easiest things you could do as a new player, and this is something that I'm, you know, like if I see an option that like, I don't know, like a Sheik is doing a lot or, or and it's like it's messing up, it's like messing up people or, or something like that. I can just say instead of saying, OK, well, I think it could work this way or I could, you know, do certain things. What I could just do is I could say, let me go make that in Uncle Punch. And then I'll just see what actually beats it because it's giving so many people a hard time. You don't have to, but you could do it for yourself, right? You could say, I lost to this Marth doing this specific thing or this specific recovery or this like couple different ways that he recovered or this particular thing that he would do after he got me to this percent in the chain grab or whatever, right? And then you can just say, okay, well, is there a way I can SDI and avoid this follow-up or is there a way I mm -hmm. can make this more ambiguous? And there, and I think there's a lot of things you can kind of start looking at from that point. And you might not be able to know for sure, but you can get more ideas. And I think that's the main thing is having, not having to have a practice partner. I think like 
is a bit of an issue still because like they can bounce ideas off of you and their timing can vary like a person and things like that. But the nice thing about it is like Toph was saying, if you, if it works, if you make it as perfect as, as possible and you're able to still beat it, then you know, it absolutely works regardless of timing. And that's really good for you. So I think, I think that that's just such a useful feature, but for really new players, Toph was talking about the tech, um, getting your tech down, getting some edge dash stuff down, um, there's one for mashing out a grab that I mentioned earlier that I think is kind of neat. It's not, maybe not like the most required thing for a new player, but if you hate getting chain grab and that Marth loves pummeling you after the re-grab or pummeling you before they start, then you could say, all right, well, we will just, we'll just learn to do this and we will start trying to react as quickly as possible. And you could probably even use a save state when you get grabbed at various times. And so you can always see how this, these things can complement each other. And so, um, it's really, I, I mean, I don't know what all it, covers in its entirety i haven't explored everything yet but i can tell you that if there's if you're seeing a lot of people being able to do something either it's a lot of especially a lot of newer players it's either from uncle punch or it's something that there's like resources out there that make it easily available which you can then practice at uncle punch so i would say you know it's it, it's simple enough to just go in there every event match is just something simple and it allows you to do it and if you don't understand there's you can probably just YouTube search how to do this, how to slide off, how to SDI, uh -huh. how to, you know, whatever. Uh -huh. And then that'll be a perfect compliment. And that, I feel like that, that can probably work pretty well for most new players. Yeah. Agreed. Um, dude, there's so much stuff in there. I'm just, as we're talking, I also remembered I was watching this very recently on the Beast Coast channel. Uh, mm. shout out to Beast Coast. They did SJJ versus homemade waffles in, um, exercise and they were, they were trying to beat each other in exercise. Yeah, and it was funny because okay, so you know, it's like it's funny because it's like so Brandon was going Falcon because mm -hmm. Falcon's really good in that mode because okay, everything Falcon does breaks the eggs, so you can just upgrade them. But of course, SJ is also going Falcon, and it's funny yeah. because like with exercise, like so if if you guys haven't seen what ex exercise is, you go on whatever some stage and little eggs spawn, and you got to break them with strong. You can only use strong moves, moves that don't do twelve percent or more. Twelve percent and twelve percent or more. And it was funny because even watching them, like, you could see how much... And Brandon is an amazing player, but yeah. you could see how much cleaner SJ's movement was. Like, SJ just mm -hmm. did not miss. Because you really got to, you know, your fast falls have to be clean. Your dash your dash back has to be clean. You got to react to where the egg spawns. You got to place your aerial nicely. And, you know, SJ, I realized watching, like, exercise is actually an amazing tool for, like, uh, just really making sure your movement's kind of polished. That's actually another cool fact uh, or cool um, uh, what, what, what mode, I guess, that Uncle Punch has is literally, uh, and I think some players used to, to do this uh, like Moki and Amsa, but, you know, literally using that to practice your movement Leffen and your hitbox placement. Leffen, I think. Yeah, yeah. Exercise is also dope. Just, I mean, there's so much in Uncle Punch. There's so many... There's so many ways that you can uh, can get better with it, and I I actually think exercise is kind of dope uh, because it yeah I mean even comparing like myself and how I do in it to like someone like Moki like you can see how the top players are like just a little bit cleaner you know mm. and I, I I actually wouldn't be surprised if it it maps reasonably well to like how good you actually are at least on an execution level. Um, this is all to say that yeah Uncle Punch has like a million different things you can do and. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you should, I mean, really, you owe it to yourself. If you're trying to get better at melee at all. I mean, it's also just kind of fun, you know, to boot up and mess around in. But, uh, yeah, I do have a YouTube video on it. Uh, if you guys mm -hmm. want to check out my YouTube, it's on there. Uh, I've got a video where I kind of walk through the really cool features that Uncle Punch 3.0 has. So that, yeah. that'll, be, that'll be somewhere. Maybe we put that 
in the description as well. I don't know. Heck yeah. But I mean, I just want to echo something you said really quickly while we definitely mm -hmm. put that in the description. Um, I, I, I love that you're saying that if we boot it up, there's like fun there. It's fun to mess around in, right? Like I think for so long, I think people were like practicing, uh, cringe, uh, boring. Yeah. Who, who likes that yucky poop? But now, right? Like, I think we have this game mode, which is about hitting eggs and you must be fast and your tech has to be clean and you can't yeah, just spam yeah, yeah. 400 multi shines in place like a Chad, right? Like, so I like that. I, I like that we are gamifying improvement more, but like kind of in like a healthy way. Although people are going to be like, I broke this many eggs. And if you don't, you suck. And so like, we still have that to worry about, but I still think it's like way healthier for us to, to have, have these sorts of things exist. So I think that's really cool. And I just wanted to kind of reinforce you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for that. I, the, I think that's a really good point. Um, this, this question sort of stemmed from like, because as I said, I was a new player. So I, I watch Radio Melee every week, and there was—I I don't remember if this was last week or two weeks ago—but Toph was kind of talking about how it's really helpful. Oh, this was the week Scar was on, I think. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's helpful to have a rival, sort of somebody to come up with, but because of COVID and because of like kind of the slippy era, because I've—I've I've been watching Melee since I was in like middle school. I'm like 22 now, but this mm -hmm, is the mm -hmm. this is my first time actually taking it seriously and actually like okay, four hours like every day. Oh. Dope. grind my grind my tech you know do all that mm -hmm. stuff but mm -hmm. um i i i think this question sort of stemmed from like a lot of the times when i hop on slippy for unranked or when i'm in tournaments or whatever it's like i've done this thing in uncle punch like a million times sort of thing but sometimes i'm still dropping it part of it might be like nerves part of it might be you know i, I think a lot of it is it's different to do something in an actual game you know you might mm -hmm. not be it is. Yeah, exactly. So that I kind of wanted to gauge how useful it is, how, like how. Well, here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. It's true. It's a lot easier to do things in practice than in a real game. But this is something good that I heard from Drug Fox. This might have even come from PP at the beginning. I'm not even sure. This might be a PPism, but something Drug Fox said to me was, um, if you can't do it consistently in practice, you're like, like you're right. If you can do it in practice, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to hit a real match. But like. If you can't hit it consistently in practice, if you cannot hit it consistently in practice, you're it's you're you're definitely gonna fuck it up when it counts. Uh, so, you know, like there was there was this particular sequence that that he was having me work on um in like the Falcon matchup or something. And he was like, see, if you had Plup just open up an Uncle Punch recording and you told Plup, hey, like whiff punish this move, like he would just get it first try. And so Yes, it's true that just because you can do it in practice, that doesn't mean that you're going to be able to hit in a real match. But the the great players will be able to do it in practice consistently. Yeah. So I, mean, I think it's a great it's great to think of it as like a prerequisite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I want to add on to that. So I would imagine your response to this, especially if you're practicing for four hours a day, like you're saying, your response is probably, "Well, I am hitting this consistently time. in practice." And I and I and I would I would probably say you're right. I would not disagree with you with that. I think a lot of people. Uh, talk to me and other people about this. And so I think what I often notice is just the missing link is when you're in tournament, you're not just standing still and then saying, okay, time to do this move and beat this move that I know they're going to do 100% because that's mm -hmm. not really how it works necessarily. So what I would say instead is 
watch your movements you do in a match and then do some of those movements before the thing that you're practicing because that's that's yeah. what feels normal to you and that's what translates it to an actual match make it real the more you make it like a real match the more it translates to a real match in other words practice like you play yeah this that's... is we used to call this uh in and i'm sure there's different phrases for this but in washington we used to call because me and silent wolf used to practice the shit out of our ledge dashes and we used to call it trans transition states you got to mm. practice all your different transition states. So it's like you want to grab the ledge from a double jump and then ledge dash. You yeah. want to do a ledge refresh with fire salt and then ledge dash. You yeah. want to side be short into the ledge and then ledge dash. Mm -hmm. Now, it's funny because then it turned out, uh, just as a random tangent here, it's funny because with ledge dashing, we went on to learn years later that depending on how you grab the ledge, yes. it shifts your ECB and it actually yes. does tangibly change the difficulty of your ledge mm -hmm. dash. So I will also say, for example, if you're the kind of person where you're like, well, I hit my ledge dashes perfectly in practice, and then I miss them in real matches in IST. Okay, are you fire stalling every single time you get that really nice ECB in practice, but then in real matches you're going for it off of, like, fast falls where you have the shitty ECB? Mm -hmm. So you might not even realize this, you know? So it's it's extra worth. I think with, with all the wonkiness of melee, I think it's extra important to do what PeePee just said and really mm -hmm. make sure you you do some of the surrounding movement to transition into the thing mm -hmm. you're practicing not just do the exact thing over and over and over absolutely yeah that's yeah. amazing advice i definitely am gonna look look into into doing that for sure i, I didn't even think about that when i just load up uncle punch i kind of just because my name is kmarth but i'm a, I'm a falco player so <laughs> that's a melee player okay. classic yep, yep. I, that's a melee I, player classic. i'll be honest i wasn't expecting that at all usually i i would <laughs> say there's a lot of people that have had characters in their name that are that are that character so well played you got me there kmarth this used to be a thing man there were a lot of people who had a character in their name that don't Falcomist. play that character anymore. Falcomist was the classic, but uh, there were... <laughs> yeah, because he became a Marth player. Um, yeah. God, there, there used to be so many examples of this. I mean, Mewtwo King <laughs> would be the most common <laughs> example, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, sure. uh, what's that guy's name? Crazy Kirby Kid or whatever the hell? Uh, there, there were a bunch of... Kirby Kaze. Kirby Kaze, yes. Kirby Kaze. <laughs> um, yeah, all the way to the top. Mewtwo King, Kirby Kaze. There's two, two great players. Yeah. Uh, I used to have this problem, by the way. I used to... I noticed when I was... Um, I noticed I was missing a lot of jump cancel grabs, and I realized this is because when I when I would practice them in, you know, I'd be like, time to practice my jump cancel grabs. And I'd run around and my hands are conveniently nested. My index finger would be on Y and my or sorry, my index finger would be on Z and my thumb would be on Y. And I'm running around, oh, I'm getting the timing. I'm getting the timing. This is great. I'm hitting every single jump cancel grab. And then in a real match, sometimes my thumb's over on the C stick or something, and having to first swivel mm. my thumb up to the Y button mm. and then do it, I, I would I would miss the timing a lot. Literally, yeah. my hand position would be in the wrong position. And I think a lot of people don't think about that sort of thing. Damn, I keep yeah. missing my jump cancel grabs in, in, mm -hmm. in, in, in matches. Well, you got to practice. Don't just practice your two fingers already being where they need to be. Practice moving your whole hand over and right. make these sorts of um, observations because it'll help you out a lot. Okay, yeah, for sure. Thank you guys so much. Uh, You're the, very welcome. This is really fun. I'm a huge fan of both of you guys, so this has been really cool. Yeah, for I'm sure. You, you got buddy. any shout Thank outs? You, so much. you got any shout outs for us, Kmarth, who plays Falco? Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I'll do a shout out to the new norm, I guess. It's a local that's mm, happening this Sunday. Like, yeah, SoCal. So it's going to be my first uh, local since I've been playing actually seriously so okay good luck you know i've been doing a lot of slippy tournaments and all that and so 
we'll see how this sort of goes. I'm excited to meet some people and hopefully make some friends to play with and grind with. Heck, them all yeah. And then, yeah, shout out to you guys as well. Golden Guardians, obviously, you know, players like me. It's been it's been a, a lot of fun sort of being inspired to take Melee seriously. I've been a huge PP fan for like forever. So this has like been amazing that you're streaming all the time. And oh, it's like really you. fun to go in your stream and hang out and tope as well. I love all the anime talks and stuff. So. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. that, dude. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. Shoutouts to Weebs, am I right? <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. You are. You are right. Uh, that was a fun. I'm glad we got to go a little bit deep on that one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Looks like we have another person queued up. Here they are. Uh, hello, the Waffle Man. Where are you calling in from? Uh, the Waffle Man. Uh, calling in from Connecticut. Okay, cool deal. Shoutouts to Connecticut. Shout What's Connecticut. Your What's your question for us today? All right. So my question is, um, so Mango said recently on stream, he's going to start maining Fox and using Falco as a secondary. Um, and more specifically, mm. he said that he's going oh to goodness. go Fox against Marth uh, on every stage of <laughs> FD where he's going to use uh, Falco. So do you think this is the right decision or do you think uh, mm. Fox fans like Leffen who think the matchup is 60-40 are uh, <laughs> correct? I yeah, think Mango should go Falcon on FD. That was <laughs> hype when he did that to Armada. Ah, uh, but anyway, it didn't work that one time, did it? Actually, it, it, it worked, and then it, it worked, and also and didn't, then it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Well, that's but how it goes. You're not going to win every game against Armada. Yeah, but I mean, God, that was great. Uh, but anyway, um, I can I can start, or you can start. Tof, whatever you want to do. You go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. Um, so I think. I I don't know how much of this is Mango just giving a big middle finger to the Fox players because he's like I'm so tired of this complaining about all of this stuff and so I'm just gonna I'm gonna be the guy and I'm gonna show you what's up and then I'm gonna troll you all about it. I don't know how much of it's that and how much of it he just because Mango he was always going back and forth between Fox and Falco like sometimes he would play both but he would he would prominently go to one and the other and I think that was happening so much a few years ago and then he just went all Falco for like a really long time um so I think maybe it's just kind of like uh it's kind of just you know he wants something different and maybe you know he feels the time is right and he he's kind of enjoying Fox and um everything like that and so I think for Mango's enjoyment of the game because he's been playing for a long time. He streams a lot. He's played so much Melee. I think in it, that in itself is probably helpful. I think it's going to change his matchup spread some. I think it'll probably help him out against uh, Sheik more, which will be good for good for him. And um, what will what will it do against Marth? It, specifically, that's what you were kind of asking about. I don't know because I haven't seen him do it in tournament yet. And um, I think uh, Zane can be a little bit different in friendlies than in tournament. I'd like to see them play in a tournament setting with this Fox. We thought we were going to get, we talked about that a little bit before Octagon didn't see it, but I think that mm -hmm. time is coming. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll try it against some people at summit. Maybe he'll try it against Zane at summit, especially if like they're in a, I guess they wouldn't be in a pool together. That wouldn't really make any sense, but if it somehow happened, maybe he'd try it. I don't know. Um, or maybe they try a tournament, but yeah, not going Fox on FD, I think is fair. I think that is, um, pretty rough. Um, I, I don't really comment on Fox Marth as a whole. I think there are some, I think IBDW specifically has said that he doesn't mind Fox Marth except for the FD part. So I think in that way, he is kind of in line with how Mango feels about it. Um, so I think, I think not going Fox on FD against Zane, for example, is a, is a good choice. And I think bringing the Falco back there could be good. Also, if it, it just 
um, could play off of how Zane is playing a certain way that could change him up, or it could affect Mango more. I mean, these guys both adapt really well, so maybe that doesn't even really matter, right? So, but I, I do think that um, I do think that the Falco FD pick is a good choice, regardless, like of uh, whether the Fox in itself is good. But I also think that Fox on Yoshi's and Fox on Dreamland can be really strong um on their own so i think even if he did like a hybrid type of strategy that would also be kind of interesting so i don't know what i necessarily think is best for him but i think trying it is is really interesting and i think for his enjoyment of the game i think it's worthwhile and so i think you know whether like regardless of whether it works right away i think i I think he you know knows a lot of good things about fox and uses things about fox some other people don't and i think he you know uh, when i've seen him play against zane it doesn't really look one-sided so I, i'm curious to see what that looks like and and i think you know not not going fox for fd i think is also a wise choice and so i'm I'm certainly curious about it i think i think it's a it's an interesting strategy can i say it's better than falco i don't know but i can say that it's worth going for in his case yeah he was saying that like i, I was there for the stream he was basically saying the plan is he's also going to use falco for some matchups always like He's like always going to use Falco, I think, for Falcon and Fox, he said. Yeah. Um, and um, No more which, Fox Ditto Master? You know, I, I threw the idea in the chat, but I think <laughs> uh, I think he just likes Falcon Fox more. I don't know. Sure. And I think I get it. He was saying, like, for Falco Marth, he felt like, and I mean, I get that this is kind of hazy language. You know, it's not super duper well-defined, but I, I also kind of know what he means. He was saying that he felt like with Falco Marth, there's a lot of pressure on the Falco to kind of make out plays. If that makes sense, um, okay. which I kind of get in the sense that, like, I feel like Falco does really well in the matchup when he can just kind of get into like advantage and start pressuring the Marth and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas in neutral, if I'm standing on this side of the stage and you're standing on that side of the stage and you're Marth, it's actually kind of scary if you don't have a laser out, for example. Yeah. Falco kind of has to make things happen, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that Marth kind of doesn't. Um, and and so I kind of get that from 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 the perspective of and he was also saying something that he thought uh, was really important to note that he felt like no one was talking about and I think this is a cool bit of I'm curious what you think about this. Mm-hmm. Mango was saying he thinks Fox when he's past a hundred percent becomes like an incredible character. I mean, obviously Foxes are an incredible character, but I think he was basically saying like like you know think about what Marth gets off a grab at lower slash mid percents versus like when you're at like 110, 120, and Marth gets a grab. Sometimes it's like, nah, you're not really going to get a kill. You might be able to, like, up throw, maybe Nair, maybe get him off stage. But it, it turns into a situation where you can really start inflicting what we used to call back in the day arthritis. <laughs> if you're able to especially make a read right on your, on your recovery or something like that. And obviously Fox is going to be able to use both up B and side B from a much longer distance than Falco. Um uh, and I think that plays really well for, in particular, the way Mango likes to recover. So I think for him, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. And also, uh, it's not the first time we've seen this out of him. I mean, he used to basically use this character picking strategy. He used to be very much a guy that would go for, I think people more recently have been kind of accustomed from 2018, 2019 on to see mostly pretty much as Falco yeah. outside of the puff matchup. But yeah, he was, going, I mean, he was going all Falco even against, uh, puff and peach for a little while. For a little while, yeah. But, you know, 20, 2014, 15, 16, 17, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. Mango played a lot of Fox. And, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, he's got a really good Fox. It's also a little bit different than the other Fox players. Mm-hmm. Um, Zane says that he thinks Mango's, uh, like, neutral and, and pressure uh, are, are better than than even IBWs and Leffens. He feels like IBW and Leffens hit a little harder, maybe the edge guard a little bit more cleanly. But, yeah. but he feels like Mango plays the matchup really in a really, really kind of smothering way. 
so yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense for him. Um, I like the Falco pick on FD because it does feel like, I mean, we've even seen at, you know, at SCL, Mango's taking games off, still still taking games off. Uh, Zane's Mark's just fine with Falco. He mm-hmm. does hit very hard on that stage. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's, um, I mean, I like it. I think it's, it. Obviously, it does present a little bit of a challenge because he's going to have to keep both characters kind of tuned. Yes. But um, I think he knows how to do that, so I'm, I'm not too yeah. worried about him. I think it's a good plan. Yeah. Um, you wanted me to respond to the 100% thing. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. please do. Um, so I... <sighs> I mean, so I have I have two kind of thoughts. I mean, my first thought is when I play against Fox and that kind of happens sometimes, I, mm. I more so think I messed up as opposed to this character is amazing mm. when this sort of happens. And I don't mean I messed up to get the Fox at 100. I mean, I messed up like I hit Fox with like a tipper forward air. He SDIs off the stage. So he goes way out there. And then, you know, what happens afterward is like, Oh yeah, maybe the Fox gets like some different uh, B angles. But if he goes high, he just... This is kind of the interesting thing about Fox's up B versus Falco's is you can swing early on some of Fox up B angles, but because he's still just going, he does he doesn't come out of the up B for a while. So you can swing in one way and then punish a different way sometimes, just depending on where he is. So I tend to kind of think that I think that sometimes, like if if that's happening to me, I think more that it's more me messing up, but. There are times where the Fox player, especially with Mango's really good SDI, can make that can can make that kind of hurt. And especially if like Fox can reversal you, he can shine into something kind of close to the edge, or he can, you know, come back and then like jab up smash or whatever, right? Um, there was oh yeah, the other kind of thing to to add to this is um, you could also just you know still it's harder to like sweet spot under Mart's counter or something, which I think Zane still does use a little bit against Mango, so you could die at 0% or a mid percent yeah. or something earlier as Fox against Mart. Of course, Mango can just tech it. I, I don't know how much he does that. I, I don't think it's like all the time. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I I think that, you know, Marth can also just kill Fox really early. Like if Marth kills Fox at like 70 and 40 and, you know, 90 some stocks, and then Fox gets to live to like 150 on the last one, I don't know if that's worth it. I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe if he gets like, you know, three more chances, maybe, but it's kind of hard to say, right? Like, cause that's, you know, you're, you're losing more chances for a neutral earlier. So it's kind of hard for me to say if that's, if that really is a, as, as big of a factor, but the neutral, like you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, Mango playing neutral so vastly differently from every other Fox means Zane's Fox practice can't really prepare him, but I guess it's kind of similar for the Falco. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Mango has really, really good SDI. He's got a really good recovery that combines well with it to give him more chances to go there. I mean, his Falco even was having a lot of chances to live. And when Falco up bees, he's big dead. Uh, Fox up bees, he's often big still dead. in a bad spot. Yeah, still in a bad spot. But, you know, it, uh-huh. it, it can be different. So I, it'd be kind of interesting as just its own separate statistic to kind of watch how often does Mango get to that point. And if it's like twice, uh, if it's like twice a game, that's worth it probably. If you can get if you can get above 100 twice and you can really make Marth recover and then you can make Zane start just like raw F smashing or, you know, he only gets forward throw in the middle of the stage and then you slide off to edge and then he comes back and up smashes you out of his edge dash. then yeah, heck yeah, it's worth it. Big worth it. But I don't I don't know, like maybe Mango would have just beaten Zane anyway with Falco or something if like that happened. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, I'm very yeah. curious, but I think that's, I think that is something I'm going to kind of track. How often can Mango have that happen? How often can 
Zane get those early kills because that's if if Mango can make that work, then that could be a swing factor as well. And and, and again, given Mango's really good SDI and recovery, maybe that is something that happens. So I think, and it's very interesting too, right? I'm kind of thinking about how we even talked a little bit last week about how you know leading into summit there are questions about what's zane going to do about the sheiks or the falcons and what what's mango going to do about sheiks and, and stuff like that too and it seems like mango's partial answer anyway now is like fox and and ramping that up and i think that's going to help him out too and also give him something interesting for zane and so i think there are a lot of strategies players circumstances kind of coming together that are that are you know we can very much say oh well this is interesting and we can project how it goes but it a lot of things just haven't happened in a while we haven't we have seen some players just haven't played that much or have played in a different way due to um some online factors implicating them and so what's what's going to happen when when they're playing offline again but there's just so many things that are coming together right now like what's what's at what are what it's axe and zane going to look like right like there's just so many things that are coming together right now and, and mango mango's fox being i think a big part of that conversation so i'm certainly curious about it Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, the last thing I will say is that, like, I would not be surprised if, you know, sometimes just in tournament, like, you know, Mango will say one thing on, on, like, in the, you know, in, yeah. on, on a stream or, or in, in plant, but, like, I do feel like people like Mango, like, Mango's the kind of guy, like, if push comes to shove in a tournament, and if one day he's just feeling one character over the other, like, like, I'm hitting wave dash. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the exact thought process is, but it's like, yeah, I'm hitting cleaner wave dashes with Falcon than Fox Day or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, he'll just go that character. Um, right. We've definitely seen that from him. So, uh, yeah, I would not surprise, I, I would not be surprised if, if, a, if a lot of the foresight came true, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some surprises here and there, I guess. Yeah. So don't be for sure. Expect the unexpected. Yeah. Uh, I- yeah, cool. Uh, you basically answered everything I needed. Uh, I guess the one thing I would That's mention... what we do. <laughs> I guess the one thing I would mention is like uh, hmm. Mango said on the stream, he was like, uh, like Shine Spiking is just like, uh, like killing um, Marth early is just something that Falco struggles to do. Right. That's, so, that's super fair. True. That's super so fair. If you so grab Marth going, by the edge, yeah. you can you can really get him killed. And that's, and that's something yeah. that that is... I, very satisfying as a as a fox player so yeah that uh, makes yeah i think fox actually is like an underdeveloped uh yes. edge game against marth I yeah, this I for a while yeah he can get a he can get a flow chart and i think it's actually easier at like the the 20 ish percent range i was i've messed with it for a while mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun so it's it's good stuff and and uh yeah so i think i think mango is absolutely on the money there and i think he know he'll know various ways to kind of manipulate the marts and to even panicking by the edge, which could make things even easier for him. So I, I think I think what he could lack in certain ways of of uh, hitting harder and comboing and whatever he could make up for in some of the gimps. So you know that could that could come together for an interesting game plan. The the neutral, the smothering, the pushing Marth to the edge, and then getting a gimp or something. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think that co- uh, corresponds with what you're saying about like Martharitis and like. If if Fox lives to like 150 and then shine spikes Marth, like that's yeah. like a that's like mm-hmm. a mental blow in itself. That it is yeah. hard. <laughs> so it, it it can it can happen. Like it can happen oh, yeah. to the best of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, yeah good question. I, Very interesting topic of discussion. I think. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, any shout outs, Waffle Man? Uh, I guess shout out to uh. To myself, uh, I stream Heck on Twitch. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I at the Waffleman uh, SR. Uh, I do speedrunning. Um, oh, cool. 
I'm also going to be on? a uh, teardown. I don't know if you've seen Atriox streams, but he mm. he plays that game. It's like a it's like a Minecraft game kind of. The, the are, are, is your time is your time faster than Atriox? Um, I have the world record, so yes. Oh, wow! <laughs> look at that. Oh, so Atriox um, is your fanboy? Is that what you're well, saying? Atri well, Atriox doesn't speedrun the game. He just oh, you know, he just plays it. Oh, maybe yeah. he will be. Maybe he will be maybe, soon. Yeah, maybe, after he sees maybe this. if this clip goes to Atriox, maybe he will. <laughs> yeah, <Who knows? laughs> yeah. Who knows? Um. Also, uh, shout outs to Wormlax. Uh, for every week, Egg, uh, yeah. going through the mm -hmm. questions and picking them out. That sounds tough. I was. This is the first time I've actually been in the uh, the uh, uh, what's it called submit topics here, and I was like, "Damn, mm. there's a lot of good questions." So yeah, shout out to Wormlax. Shout out to Wormlax. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Thank you guys for answering my question. All right, take care. All right, take care, man. Hmm. Came out to flex the world record on us. What a gamer! Yeah, I just looked up the game Teardown. Sounds kind of interesting. Maybe I'll check it out at some point. That'd be dope. Yeah, seems like you got to like, I don't know, looks dope. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think we have one more caller uh, for the day, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it looks like we, we do. Our last caller on. Brady, what's up, dude? Long time. Oh, is Yo, that how you so... pronounce it? I think it's Brady, yeah. I thought it yeah. was Birdie because no, I saw I know, you in a, a video. A. It was like 2008 or something. I think I saw you in something, some match on like, I don't know if it was Silent Wolves or someone's YouTube. And I always thought you were Birdie, and I've never heard your name. What's up, Brady? Yeah, hello. Peepee. -pee. Yeah, I don't think we ever met back when I played, but, uh, no. but it's nice to, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hope you're doing well. Where are you calling in from so the people out there can be aware? Uh, where am I calling in from? Uh, I'm in Arizona. Oh. You're in Arizona. Okay. Wow. Damn. I didn't... Yeah. Yeah, I'm in Phoenix. Yeah, Brady was one of the OG, uh, you know, like, well, not Seattle, but Pacific Northwest. Washington. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see you around. How, what's your question? Uh, my question is, um, so I wanted you guys individually to talk about kind of how you grew your communities early on in the Smash scene, uh, like what do you back mean in like the community? early 2000s. Your, uh, your Smash communities. Locals, the local scene? Yeah, yeah, your local, yeah, your local scene. Like how did you get people together to, to play? Like, or, or maybe you had to travel and, and go somewhere else. And what did right. like building those relationships look like, right? Yeah, I haven't Good heard question. this from VP. I've talked about my story before, but I mean, it's funny thinking about this because, uh, you know, I, okay. One of my favorite examples that I love to bring up is, uh, shout outs to Jeffrey Chen, AKA geez, I'm so bored. Team Oxy's own geez. I'm so bored. There's this kid. Yeah. So he, uh, was like, I mean, he basically came into our little local, like Washington melee Facebook group and was like, Hey, I go to the university of Washington. Like, I'm like a brand new player. You know, I'm interested in getting a session in with somebody. And back then, you know, the game was so much smaller. It was so dead at the time, right? Because this was, yeah. you got to realize, this was like Brawl era, right? So this mm. was like the Dark Ages. This is like 2010, if you, 2009, if, maybe. If 20 people came to a tournament, that was, was a momentous, that was a momentous achievement. Everyone was like, yo, this is stacked. <laughs> yes, 20 people would have been a lot. Yeah, And so... By that logic, because 20 people is a lot. If I can get one person invested in the scene, mm -hmm. that's huge. that was huge. That's huge. So, you know, I hit him up. I was like, hey, I go to the University of Washington. Uh, I'll come to your dorm or you can come to my dorm or we can play on campus. Like, let's get a session in. I'll show you the ropes. He's a Falco player. Mm -hmm. And I went to his dorm. Um, 
played him for a while. We had dinner or something like that. And then, uh, you know, and then he kind of got invested for the very start of coming to tournaments. And then when he graduated, I think he went to SoCal and he somehow, some way, you know, continued to get involved. And then he became a part of Team Oxie and helped them run tournaments and do, That's and dope. he did staff stuff for, for Team Oxie with, with, with such esteemed members as uh, Sung. And uh, I'm sure there's one other guy uh, on Team Oxy that's prominent, but I can't remember uh, who else is big on that. Thing. So you know, anyway, right. Yeah. Um, right? And 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 you know, so it was like cool for me because I was like, all right, like I don't know that he would have gotten that involved in Smash if like I didn't reach out to him and like set up a one-on-one session with him. So, uh, yeah, he was kind of like my 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 protege or my progeny. It's one of those words, maybe both for a while. Uh, so yeah, huh. I mean the TLDR is um, back in the day you would do. I I definitely felt like you know I would I would go out of my way for anyone and everyone. Yes. If there was even one per- like showing interest in the scene or whatever, I would. Uh, I would yeah I would I would literally reach out to them and I, yeah you I can't operate at that kind of scale anymore like obviously yeah. because there's too many new people. I mean it's a good problem to have. Uh, but yeah, back in the day when times were sparse, you would definitely go above and beyond for even like a single person to stay interested. And I think that's kind of what came, that's kind of what kept the game alive probably for a long time in, in a lot of regions was yeah. those sorts of people. I'm sure you've got some stories like that. I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, when I started playing, I was in a little town and the closest players I had were like a little over an hour away from me. But I, one of the first times I traveled, I didn't even travel for a tournament. I just drove like two and a half hours just to play like two people just for a little bit. Just because I was, I just loved it so much. I just wanted to play Melee so bad, which I guess is like probably weird to slippy kids now. But I still did it anyway. It was, it was just so much fun. And I was just so wanting to play and learn things. Um, but yeah, I mean, could I say that I did a whole lot to specifically try to grow the scene? I tried things. I tried things to get the local players motivated. I mean, it was hard to like think about how to get new people in. Wasn't That's not really something I was strong at, but I tried to keep people invested. So I helped um, start up uh, power rankings for the scene. They weren't really a thing when I started. And once I was um, established as the second best and then certainly the best player in the state, I was like, oh, I want to start rankings. And so I I started that up and I learned how it worked and I got a couple other people together and we started doing that. And I did that for several years, probably about five or so. Um, even did that for Brawl for a little bit, I think. And so I just I, I I would do services like that or I would I would I would have discussions with people about what should the venue fee be or the entry fee be so that we can. So like, you know, we'd have discussions about would ten dollar entry be better so we can get out of state people and then other people want to see them play or would five dollar be better so that we could get just more people coming and that would just be more welcoming for people and we would have our and i would have arguments with people about that it's just just trying to do whatever we could to try and get people people to roll through because that's that's what we really wanted and so there were i will say i don't know how much of what i did truly made a difference i'll just be honest about that but i i think the power rankings really did do something and i think I just made myself as available as possible back on AIM, back when that was a thing. If you want to ask me questions, do that. I mean, that's what I do on my stream and stuff now anyway, but I I just, it's smaller scale then. So I would, if you want to ask me questions, please do. I was on Smashboards, ask me questions, please do. Because at the end of the day, I wanted to talk about Melee and if it kept people engaged and if they didn't get stonewalled by something that they weren't sure how to learn and I could help with that, that made me really happy too. I was like, oh, I can get people into the scene. This is my way to contribute. So I offered what I what I felt I could. Um, some of my time, my knowledge and experience about how rankings worked, and then eventually just about how the game itself worked, and and that's what 
you know, I mean, I would, I would drive to play people and stuff like that too. Sometimes that, that, that changed over time. And I felt like that wasn't necessarily the best, but also it's kind of funny. I went to, I went to so many of the North Carolina tournaments and I would just win them by too much. And so I would go there and everyone, I remember a few times I would come in and everyone would look at me and groan collectively. So, uh, I would say that I was not a help because of how much I wanted to go to tournaments. But, uh, I, I, I think largely, um, a lot of my efforts were helpful, but I don't know how much, I think I helped maintain and I got a few more people in and, and things like that. And I think when other people from out of state came, everyone was excited for that. So I did what I could, but I, I again, it's kind of hard for me to really say I have a lot of credit for that. I think it was just, there were, there were other things that were really exciting about the game. I think I did what I could to keep people around and, and enjoying it. But I don't know if I, I don't know if I like it's hard to say if I, you know, really could grow things a lot. I think everything around the community really ended up making the difference, you know? Yeah, that was, yeah, those are really good answers. Um, so now kind of to, to shift perspective a little bit, like, does the, the thing that, does the thing that Toph did, like those one-on-one -on -one kind of mentorship situations, mm -hmm. do those still work these days? Like in this kind of era of Twitch and like kind of all this mass communication, Twitter and what all you, that kind of stuff? What do you mean by work? Um, what I mean is like, 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 how do we bring more people in locally today? Oh, um, well, yeah, I think Tove kind of already addressed that. He said, yeah, we would like to do that, but there's too many people. It's just moved beyond that. I think it's a good problem to have, right? Like, it's good that it's good that we are at the stage now with our scale that it makes more sense to do things like unique forms of content or unique events or or you know uh yeah ways like collabs that'll that'll reach a lot of people on youtube mm. and social media and stuff like that mm. i mean i think that i think yeah i mean on a local level certainly and i think on a local level sure there's still like that's like a way anyone can get involved um but but especially if you're from a smaller region but like you know i'm at the level now where i'm thinking about growing the game on a wider scale so for me i'm not nearly as invested in those sorts of uh kind of what do you, what do you call them uh yeah mentorships or what have you but i, I mean you know it's uh it's still like I, I i still think it's a way that that you know if you're for example if you're you know uh getting into it at like the collegiate level or something like that right and 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 you've got like a smash club i think you know um bringing people into your smash club and stuff uh can definitely go a long way for like a local scene and it's it's super cool when you can get a like a nice little local scene of a couple people because then you can look at forming a crew and and you know mm. going to tournaments and i think that can have very far-reaching effects so yeah i mean i think it kind of just depends who you are and where you live and kind of what the circumstances are yeah and i mean um like the problem of scale is one for me too and I still really like the one-on-one -on -one time with people, um, right. but there's just so many of them. So that's kind of why I'm glad I started doing my own coaching Patreon, patreon.com slash PPMD. But, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't nice. really, you know, yeah, you know, had to, I haven't done that one in a while. So I, but genuinely, truly, I, I really like having that connection with people. And so I, I'm glad that there's a way to kind of sift through and, and get, get people that I feel like are going to be really invested and things like that. So I think that's real. That mm -hmm. feels really good to me. But um, I also like like Tove is saying. I like trying to bring a bunch of people in. And I think 
doing my stream and trying to do that decently enough to make it informative for new people. That's kind of why I do, I try to do so much informative stuff. It's kind of like, if you remember how I was in the past, I would always be available on aim for questions and I do stuff on Smashboards. Uh -huh. Now I try uh -huh. to be as available on my discord or my stream or something like that, or even in my YouTube comments to answer questions. And, and so people have that access and that way in. So they're not walled by something. They're not feeling left out of the community, but on the I think the local level matters too. And I think a lot of people, I think that understandably, but I think a lot of, there was a lot of excitement. And I think even in like the 2014 time, because there were people still going to like locals and regionals and stuff. And I think a lot of players got really charged up by that. A lot of people got inspired by that in those local areas. And I've kind of taken a notice of that and how people in local scenes have really kind of felt that that sucks. And um, mm -hmm. so I have always kind of wanted to I don't know what capacity I would do this in. I still kind of debate on it. I don't know. I don't think I would enter, but I would kind of depend. But I kind of still right. want to like go to like a local, a North Carolina local once a month or something like that when I am just back to doing things more regularly. Because I think mm -hmm. that really positively impacts the scene. People will be like, oh, I met him at this tournament and then I wanted to play or I played him at this tournament. And I was like, wow, that was so cool. And then I just right, kept going. Right. Like, there, there's a, there's a player. I won't, I mean, I guess, I, you know, like there's someone that ended up being a little bit more, prominent that um some people might know that are a little more plugged into the scene and they were originally they originally played one character i played them at a local and i and they played a secondary and i was like wow this secondary of yours really interesting very expressive and i, I was more interested in that than their main because i didn't know who they mained and so they ended up switching and they ended up going very far with that character and it was very and it, so i think there wow. are stories like that that develop more in the scene um when they kind of have um chances to, to meet some of the players like that. And so I, I find that that's, and I also just kind of think it's like a good practice thing to do, like supporting the local area just kind of is like a good thing. Like I can kind of think about like, um, you know, I can think about if I, if I, I don't, I don't think it's this extreme obviously, but like, mm -hmm. you know, politicians might live somewhere and then they don't interact with people around them or whatever. Right. And so I don't really right. want to, I don't want to feel that way about myself. I want to say I'm still contributing to what's around me. And I don't think I have to do it in the same way I did before or as, as in the, in the same, cause there's just, there's so many more people and there's only so much I can be giving of myself now because I have more obligations and things like that too. But I recognize that this is something important to me. And I recognize that, that, this is good for the scene long term for me to do things for my local scene and to and to give back. So that's something important to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I don't know if that's if that that makes enough sense or that answers your question all right or or what. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I just I just kind of wanted to to chat it up about these kinds of things. And uh, I, I uh, one of the earlier callers uh, in sixty four degrees, he had mentioned that he was uh, the president of his collegiate club. Yeah. Uh, right. And, you know, and, and like, uh, like, obviously, you know, collegiate clubs and things like that are like really good ways to grow uh, communities. And um, yes, and it's got me thinking about uh, about that, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we've this has come up so many times. I think it's, you know, nearly every episode. I think we we talk about how we are. There's not a governing body body of melee. We are in charge. We have to make the decisions. You know, it's good that we're always talking about this. What can we do? How can we empower ourselves? What can we come together to create? Because I think often we're just, we're thinking about the day-to-day, -day, how can we, or maybe how can we grow our own stream individually? And Tove also kind of brought up like, what collabs can we do that can grow things? I think that's, you know, just various ideas like that, bringing people together, um, bringing more people in, having events, uh, five days of Melee or otherwise. And I think LAN's probably going to help with that. Some TOs are probably going to have different 
marketing ideas and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in itself, it's going to bring attention to the game because, you know, so many people are going to be talking about it again. It's going to have high Twitch viewership and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it, it's cool. It'll be really cool to uh, to do what we can to grow our, our, our scene on the big level and then maybe on the smaller, closer level. I'm 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 interested in kind of what both of those look like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but yeah, you know, Brandon, you remember what it was like back then when, when, uh, yeah, it was a struggle. We were on life support, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it, it's, I mean, to a certain degree, that kind of hustle will always be relevant, but yeah. the way it manifests might look a little different, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, good question. Good, good discussion for sure, man. Um, yeah. any shout outs you want to do? Uh, shout outs to you guys. Uh, shout outs to you two. Uh, I think you're an awesome duo for Radio Melee. Uh, shout outs to uh, Gold Guardians for doing this. Uh, and shout outs to Wormlax. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Wormlax. <laughs> week over week, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout outs to all you guys on uh, in the YouTube out there. I know. Hey, I know. Yeah. We interact with the Twitch a lot more than the YouTube, but uh, you know, if you guys are out there watching on YouTube.com/slash/ggmelee, make sure you come by our Twitch streams during the week. Because uh, it's always a lot of fun uh, with with the live questions and stuff like that on the Discord. So if and you don't you know, guys, who um, listen, you will know if you come by. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone on everyone on Spotify and everything else. Make sure you roll through too if you want to be part of it. It's it's good to have all of you with us. Yep. Absolutely. All right, man. Good to good to chat with you, Brady. Thank you so much yeah. for coming on. That was a uh, that was good good discussion, man. I'm excited for melee. What's that was a good one. Q got something for sure. Yeah, I just wanted to say if Q had a had a sound effect he would like to play for Wormlax, I would like to hear it. I don't know if he does oh, or man. not. It is not working yeah. right now. That is very sad. But it's a struggle. Maybe, the struggle. Maybe next time. Struggle, baby. Hopefully, Wormlax yeah. gets another shout out. We'll we'll see what happens. Just keeping Q on his toes. Haven't asked him for a sound effect in a little while. Um, we're mm-hmm. getting reconnected here on the on the two man radio melee, but yeah, a lot of good questions today. That was a fun one. Yeah, I definitely. We're probably gonna have a, another guest next week. Um, yeah. We usually structure these around our our tournaments, so maybe what we'll do is we'll just see who does really well at <laughs> get on my line this weekend, and then just kind of <laughs> yeah. go from there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, it's a lot of it's funny how many people are topical in the scene, and we just try to we just try to get someone like that. Um, and that mm-hmm. works pretty well, but you know, as I think at some point, right, Tove, I think we have to start repeating guests and 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 doing who knows what. I don't I don't know where where we all go. Do we get do we ever get like do we ever get one of the people that call in on the, yeah. on the podcast like as a reg, as like a guest for a show? Like, do we have like some type of like do we have like a giveaway we do for a charity or something where that's a goal? I don't know. That'd be kind of funny just to like see what we do with guests eventually. You know, it would, it would, it would. You know, it would. I, uh, yeah, I assume, uh, yeah, I mean, we've already had some return guests in, in the form of Zane and Nunn, obviously, yes, but yes. yeah, we're, we're, we'll get some good stuff for sure. And I think, uh, yeah, if there's one thing I want to restate, it's that there's a, there's going to be a lot of really exciting melee over the next couple yes. of weeks leading up to summit, mm. um, mm-hmm. which I think people didn't even realize, honestly, like, yeah, again, I'm that. glad you pointed that out. Cause you know, the thing is if these were offline tournaments, if it was offline pound, offline gommel, it would be the summer smash. Like it would literally be, yeah, you know, considered to be back to back. And I think people aren't quite looking at it that way because it's it's because offline is on the horizon. We've got the taste, and we're mm. like, ooh, offline tournaments are almost back. So like, 
I feel like people don't quite care as much as they normally would because we've yeah. been in this COVID era for so long. But I mean, it's still going to be uh, really dope to just have that stuff on, um, you know, on stream. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be commentating. So uh, catch you guys in some of these streams for sure. Heck yeah, also, good yeah. good luck and have fun out there, Toph. You're gonna you're gonna kill hey. it, man. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. That's about it for me. You got any uh, closing thoughts or anything like that? Uh, no. I just want to say, you know, we haven't done a two man in a while, but it was kind of nice. I feel like the the vibes improving. It was fun, Toph. Thank cozy. you, man. Cozy, cozy little little cozy vibe, little cozy vibe. And uh, thank you to all of our wonderful callers. Uh, you guys are always killing it with the questions in the Discord. Again, to all of you, there were, again, a lot of questions. There are some questions that we didn't get to. Obviously, we, we can't get to every single question. Uh, but if you, um, you know, we took on some, some callers this week that asked their question last week, and they, we didn't have time for them last week, but this week we brought them on. So if that sounds like you, come back. If you ask your question again, we're very likely to notice it and realize, like, hey, this person really wants to talk about this thing. Let's give him a chance. So, uh, again, every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. East Coast time, same spot on the dial. Thank you so much for tuning in to Radio Melee with Tofu and PP. Hey.